We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from our So, Nick, I heard a, a poem recently I thought you might like Oh, let me hear it All right, it goes A rich man lives in a castle a poor man lives by the sea, but a fat old ass in a whiskey glass is home sweet home to me. Can we substitute uh, instead of a whiskey glass, a nice glass of delicious Budweiser? <laughs> if that's home sweet home to you, bud. But welcome everybody to the Last Call Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, I do have my co-host, Nick Warner, where every week Nick and I try to do this podcast while drinking six beers in 60 minutes, but there is a catch. Each beer that we drink does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. So, as Nick alluded to, uh, his favorite beverage, and I'm pretty sure you are uh, now 23 of 23, are you drinking Budweiser tonight? Yeah, even even through the uh, the Nick Warner sick game, it was my version of the Michael Jordan the flu game, which was actually the the, uh, what did he have? He had food poisoning, right? For that allegedly, game? we we don't allegedly. we don't we don't know. There's there's could, a lot of rumors. One, he was severely hungover. Two, he was had food poisoning. Or three, he actually had the flu. We don't truly know. Well, you know what? Even through that, I still went twenty three for twenty three. But we're gonna throw a little mix up in there. We're starting with some Budweiser. Uh, and then we're going to throw in some uh, New Glarus Brewing Company Spotted Cow, which is a, a, a staple of Wisconsin. Um, I think it's one of my favorite beers uh, from Wisconsin, but I've heard from the, the Wisconsinites or whatever you want to call them, the cow people up there north, that it's uh, pretty average and it's just like a normal beer up there. And then finally, we're going to end it off with some two-hearted ale. Three different beers? Yeah, we're we're really mixing it up this week. By the way, I've never heard Wisconsin people refer to as cow people. Um, I'm pretty sure they're cheeseheads. I think that's the more accurate description of them. So cow people, that's a new one. Tomato, tomato. Agree to disagree. Cow people and cheeseheads. I don't think that is a tomato, tomato situation. I think that is an apple and orange type of scenario. But regardless, uh, Nick, I'm also doing Budweiser tonight. I've been My really... Man. Man, I've been lazy. I've been really lazy on picking out my beers. Um, I just, I've been busy, man. I've been doing stuff. And so Budweiser is just the one that I can go and I can absolutely grab a six pack. And uh, I know it's 5%. I don't have to look at the label like a lot of other beers. Fuck you, High Noon. And, uh, you know, I know I'm covered for the evening. It's It's not laziness. It's you gravitating towards the thing that you should go towards, you know? And the minute you walk into that store, it's like a, a black hole that just takes you right over to the Budweiser. It's got the, the red label, the nice Budweiser. It's got some fancy script, the uh, AB for Anheuser-Busch in the logo. It's, uh, no, it is it is a very attractive and, and slender, slim Big Big red beer. beacon calling you home. It's the, the red light special, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that this week as well. Um... Well, Nick, I want to start off 
with something uh, that that happened to me over the weekend. Um, you got married? No, I did not. Thankfully, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm very okay with not being married at this point. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but we're we're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's. Uh, Mm. I, I alluded to this. I texted you at three o'clock in the morning when this shit happened. Let me guess. I didn't text back. Uh, I think you texted back the next morning, but typically, no, oh, you don't text back. Um, I to say that's surprising. So uh, I'll just go ahead and, and kind of dive right into it. Um, went to bed around 2 a.m. Uh, this would have been Saturday. And... As I'm laying in bed and trying to fall asleep, I was scrolling through my phone, just looking at videos, and all of a sudden, I hear a pop, 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 and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, somebody banging on a door or something. My my One of my roommates texts me, goes, bro, did you just hear that? I was like, yeah, it was what, somebody banging on a door? He goes, no, those sounded like gunshots, and I was like, no, there's no way, so he comes downstairs and he starts looking outside, looking around, and I'm, you know, I get up and, and I'm looking with him. And he says that he saw somebody in our backyard. So just just for uh, to set the scene a little bit, my house is one block off of a big bar street. A lot of bars, a lot of people out. And so our backyard faces the bar street. And he said that somebody had hopped our fence, had their flashlight on, and was in our yard and then shut off their flashlight and, and lost sight of them because it's two o'clock in the morning and don't know where they went. So we go out to the front yard and our neighbor's outside and he asks our neighbor, hey, like, did you hear that? And he goes, what did that sound like to you? And our neighbor goes, those sounded like gunshots. We're like, yeah, that's what we were thinking. It was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if they were, but that's what we were thinking. All of a sudden, two gentlemen walk around the corner from where the bar street is. They come around the corner and start walking down our street. They stop in front of my house, and it's me, my roommate, and the neighbor, and we're all talking. And they just stop in front of us and look at us, and this is how this man proceeds to engage us in conversation. Hey, y'all, I'm not going to lie to you. Some shit is going down. And I got jumped by three people and I didn't want to, but I had to do it. Alluding to he was the one that shot some gunshots to probably like keep the people off of him or get them away from him. Allegedly. I don't know exactly what I mean. He goes, look, man, I just want to grab my stuff and go home. And I look at him and I ver out loud verbally, I go, wait, what? And his friend goes, yo, bro, just grab your stuff. We got to get out of here. Let's go. He what walks He walks to the side of our house where our trash can sit, picks something up, puts it in his pants, and then walks away. Could you see at all what it was? Like, no. My he, roommate... He kind of... No, I didn't see like what it was. I'm assuming, again, this is all speculation, that it was a gun. His shirt was kind of tucked in like he had something in his waistline. But I'm assuming it's the the suspected weapon that was shot six times. As he's walking away, he turns back to us and goes, y'all, please don't call the cops. 
Okay, well, I'm going to call the cops. Well, no, I look at my neighbor and I put my hands up like, what the fuck? Like, what do we what do we do? Like this man, clearly, I I think he just picked up his gun from the side of my house. So what am I supposed to do? No, bro, you're going to stay here. I'm calling the cop. Like, that's not going to that's not going to happen. Could he not act any more suspicious? Yeah, like he I mean, he was very polite. <laughs> I'll give him that. But he was very well spoken. He was actually quite quite a gentleman. Yeah, but but, uh, <laughs> but he's like, hey, please don't call the cops. And I look at my neighbor like, what the fuck? What do we do? My roommate proceeds to panic, say back, yeah, no problem, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got you, man. Oh no, no, he no. I'm sorry, he didn't say no problem. He goes, no, nah, man, you're good. It's like <laughs> just just don't let it happen again. So I'm pretty sure that we came face to face with a man who just shot six times on the bar street, came and picked up the gun that he just fired and then just walked away. And we all are looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Um, I then went back to bed, lay down in bed, and I stayed awake for a little bit longer just in case those men came back and tried to, you know, clean up any loose ends because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. And I thought I heard another pop like they shot again. But I, I, I'm, I don't know about that one because my roommate didn't hear that one. So I look out the back door and I did see two uh, police SUVs rolling down the street. So the, the cops were called and they, did, they didn't have their lights on, but they did come to the bar street. So here's, here's where I'm uh, thinking I could be crazy and that this whole thing is a little bit blown out of proportion. I looked on the news the next day to see if there was any reports of a shooting in the area. And there was nothing. There was nothing on Twitter, nothing on the police website, nothing about that at all. So I have no idea what happened. Plus, when I went out the back um, and I was trying to listen to the bar street, I feel like if shots went off on the bar street, people would like be in a panic. Right. right. They're, they, they're all going to run. Right. They, they, they would, that, they would panic. They would be yelling. Thing. Yeah, they would be a fairly busy street. You know, we went to one of the bars that's on that street and it's, you know, pretty full. But then again, if people are on the streets, they're not going to hear it. Like, if you're inside of the bar, you're not going to hear it, probably. Right. So, I don't know. But just connecting the dots here. Heard what thought were gunshots. <laughs> Two men come around the corner, said I had to do it. Grab something from the side of our house after my roommate saw somebody coming through our backyard and then told us not to call the cops. Connecting all of those dots, something <laughs> something happened, but not entirely sure what. So, that was, uh, that was an interesting way to, uh, you know end my my saturday night so how was your do you have the uh citizens app by chance i don't know what that is so it's kind of like the uh next door app which i think is run by ring or something like that it's uh, basically the way the next door app works is everybody that has a ring if anything goes on anything happens you can post it and uh to this this app and it'll let you know anything that's going on in your surrounding areas. If you're like neighbor uh, half mile or half mile down the street or whatever has an issue or something pop up like, hey, I saw these like sketchy looking people carrying a gun and shooting it up in the air. Walk by. Uh, FYI, be on the lookout for them or something like that. Well, Citizens app is another one. It's uh, actually it, I think it's a little bit better run. But whenever something happens, you can actually, like, listen to the police recordings, like the what they put out there on the, the what do you want to call it, the, on the radio. 
mm-hmm. uh, the fire EMS, whenever those call and you can listen to those like things. Uh, if somebody's in the area and they see it, they can like record it and like add it to that situation. And like, you can actually see what's going on. Well, anyway, my, one of my buddies from work, um, basically told me about it because I was complaining about the neighbor's app because all neighbors was, was just a bunch of people complaining about each other, somebody's, somebody's cat being in their yard (laughs) or something like that, you know, something stupid. And it wasn't actually like the, the, the crime or these big things happening that I actually cared about. Like it was this small, annoying stuff. Well, yeah, so I Janice, Janice has a motor yard in three days and it, yeah, stuff like it, that. Just BS that you don't, don't really care about. Like, give me the stuff that I really should be worried about. Um, so I downloaded this app and then, uh, the other day I got a notification that, uh, point, whatever, point nine miles away from me, there was a shopping cart on fire. Neat. Yeah. The, the, uh, I'm just very curious. Okay. So. so hold on. Shopping carts are typically made out of metal and there's like a bunch Correct. of, and they're not solid things. I mean, I guess target, I think is the only shopping cart that I've seen. That's kind of almost a solid body. Most of them yeah. are just metal grates essentially. How do you set that on fire? I'm assuming there was a bunch of junk in it, whatever. And they set the junk on fire. Guy set it on fire, whatever. But I just got this notification. It's just like, hey, by the way, 0.9 miles from you, there's a shopping cart on fire. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go check that out. And I didn't. I wish I would have. But no pictures were posted, whatnot. But highly recommend it, though. It's actually a pretty good app. It lets you know everything going on around you and you can actually see pictures and everything and it's but, not but, as annoying as the neighbor's app but do young people use that shit like do young people actually want to use the citizen app i feel like if i was a homeowner maybe i'm not i rent and so i don't i, I don't know i i don't feel as a person who what am i 27 now i don't feel like that is something personally i would use i don't know that feels like an old person thing to me I, I mean, don't know if everybody feels that way or if that's really just an old person thing. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's me as like a, a you know, a homeowner or a person that lives in a home now. That That's something I care about and I want to make sure that my property is protected and if there's something around me that I need to worry about, you know, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm getting old and maybe that's, that's what's happening. I, could be. I mean... Uh, Trust me, I, there are plenty of old person things that I do, uh, but it, I don't know. Maybe if I like had kids in a house and wanted to protect them, I would use it. But yeah, that does seem like an old person thing. But that does bring up an interesting uh, point. So you're 28, I'm 27. Like old. I said, I well, old relatively. We're getting there. We're getting Dude, there. I, I don't feel old. I truly don't. Mm-mm. I feel like there's a lot of stuff I still want to do and, and young things that I want to do. Um, but I, I don't feel old, but there are things that I do that w- an old person would probably do. So that brings up an interesting question is what is like the most old person thing that you do? Hmm. See, I feel like a lot of people will say like, Oh, I go to bed at nine, 9 PM or 10 PM at night. We have, we have some of those friends that do that. Like, they'll go out to the bars or whatever, and then they're gone by 10 o'clock. They're like, no, I got to go to bed, even though they have nothing to do the next day. 
Uh, that's not me because I still stay up till like two a.m. on the weekends. Right. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I would say here's one thing that do I've. You, do you know something that I do that I've that you've picked out that I've done? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. But uh, the thing that I do that I think is the most old person thing that I do. This might be the most old person thing that I do is if I am tired and I'm at a social gathering and let's say we had dessert. I'm, I'm mainly talking about my family gatherings where like, for example, Thanksgiving. So we have our big dinner, we have dessert. It's, you know, evening time and I'm getting tired. I will have an evening cup of coffee after my dessert. Or I will have a cup of coffee with my dessert. I feel like that is an extremely old person thing to do. I watched my parents do that as I was growing up as a kid. And now I've started to do it. Hell, we went to a wedding not too long ago. And I was exhausted towards the end of that wedding. And I started drinking coffee. But I did put Bailey's in it because I wanted to keep the party going. But I got it. Like a man. Yeah, like Like a man. man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wasn't going to bitch out of this one, but I got a cup of coffee at a wedding late night with Bailey's in it because I was tired and I thought that would help wake me up. That's possibly one of the most old person things I feel like I do. Hmm. Hmm. It is tough. I feel like it's some of these things I'm going to start to develop now that I have a house or whatever. I'm like, oh no, I got to go home and cut the grass, whatever. Like, Start pushing off plans to do the some of the daily chores or whatever. Like, I, I think feel like that's, that's an old person thing. My new thing. I think that's an old person thing. I think that's also a homeowner in general thing. But that's definitely like, uh, no, I got to cut the grass or no, I got stuff around the house I got to do. That's an old person thing to say. I got stuff around the house I need to do. Just a general blanket statement. Like, yeah. Ah, this will get me out of doing things so I can go home and nap because I'm old. I, yeah, I almost feel like that's a get out of jail free card as well. Just, uh, oh man, I'd love to go do that, but I got stuff I got to do around the house. And then you start making up shit you got to do. Oh, I got to power wash the deck. Oh, I got to weed eat. Oh, I got to whatever else fucking homeowners do. I don't know. Like I said, I don't See, own a house. I'm not, I'm not to the point yet where like I'm really anal about like my yard and everything. Um, uh, like, I cut it and make sure it's not, like, getting super long and everything. And, like, I'll weed whack to make sure the edges look nice and, and there's no, like, you know, significantly big weeds growing. But I'm not a person that's going to spend, like, a shit ton of hours out there making sure it looks perfect. But I think eventually some people, and I know one of my buddies, Nathan, is to this point now where he started seeing like his neighbor's yards that do really well. And now he's like, gets really excited about like trying to get his yard to look immaculate and perfect and Mm. gets excited about it. Man, I don't get me wrong. By the way, have you seen, uh, speaking of yards, have you seen, there's a new thing on Xbox lawnmower simulator. Okay. Well, we had farming simulator, which I could understand. Okay. So if you actually you, watch that, it's kind of interesting, like, oh, you drive around, you till the field or whatever, and then you plant the seeds, and then you got to spray, whatever, like, that's all, but cutting the grass is, like, something you do for, like, one hour. 
Dude, but so lawn mowing simulator, the videos that I've seen, it's so satisfying. It's just like you have an unruly yard and you're on a lawnmower and then all of a sudden it's just nice and clean. It's almost therapeutic. Like, see, this is that's this. You're going to enjoy cutting the grass, though, when you get to be a homeowner. No, I, I, I don't mind cutting the grass, but that's also like when it's hot out in the summer and stuff, it can be kind of a bitch, you know. But my, my point being is I need to go play Warzone and just rage because that's what I do. I'll rage at Warzone and then just to relax, I'm going to go play lawn mowing simulator just it's almost like going to the spa i'm just gonna go mow that unruly grass and i'm gonna just make it nice and neat and it's like uh uh it's almost like a zen garden however i will say you know you're talking about nathan making his yard immaculate there are some people whose yards like i i don't it's weird to say but look sweet like, oh, the, yeah. like it's impressive the people that put like designs in their yard like and you can see the different grain of grass where it's like the dark and the light going back and forth and like they have yep. a you know a pattern to it like that's really cool like i that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort i'm not about that i'm about get it short and just call it a day but they're right. like doing patterns and mowing it in different ways and making sure that the grains are what it's just so there are cool looking yards. I'm just not to the point where I actually care that much to do it myself. And it's it's just so much work. Like whatever you want to do, it's a, a surprisingly amount of work. So like the spring is pretty bad where you got to go through and you got to spray all the weeds and all the dandelions and everything. Try to make sure that it's just your grass growing. And then you got to go through and do a shit ton of cleanup work. And then you got to cut every single time, you know, and... I, we've even like, I, I'm starting to bounce ideas back and forth with Nathan. I, okay. So Nathan and I are at this point where we're like talking about, Oh, have you seen this? Have you done this? Whatever. Like we were talking, have you ever heard the term dethatching? Yes. Dethatch. Okay. So I've heard I it. heard of it. I don't know what it is. I have heard the term, but I don't know exactly what it is. Okay. So let me, let me educate you real quick. All right, this is me being, this is my old thing right here. By the way, it. This this I'm is an ex, this is an exciting podcast. This oh, I this know. is we, it. We're talking about this lawns is, and this is the pinnacle. But go, we, I want to made it. <laughs> I want to hear about dethatching. Go ahead. Okay, so so thatch is like the shit. Whenever you cut your lawn and you leave all those lawn clippings on top or whatever, that stuff settles down inside of your your grass, like down in the roots uh, where the the grass meets the dirt. Well, dethatching is where you go in and use this like little machine that basically rakes and pulls that stuff up above the grass, and then you go through and collect it all. So that way, it allows air to get down to like the roots and like allows the uh, grass to grow up because it's not inhibited by the thatch and everything. So this would actually be perfect for you, and if you want to come down and have that therapeutic release that you were talking about, if you want to come dethatch my lawn, that would be awesome. It takes fucking forever. But you no. basically take this machine and you basically go, you're walking around like you're walking your path, like you would be cutting your grass, and you pull all that stuff up that's been down there and basically bag it. And it's insane. You could go through a lawn, like this guy had a, uh, not a huge lawn. I, I mean, less than, probably a half acre lawn. And you know those little plastic kiddie pools that you had when you were growing up? Yeah. Like the plastic... 
he filled one of those up like eight times. That's how much grass was down there. Isn't that insane? That's a lot. That's a lot of mowings yeah. and clippings and, and whatnot. But it, it's it's super satisfying just seeing all that stuff pulled up. I, I'm about to uh, I'm about to get myself an astroturf yard. Maybe get myself a putting green lawn. I've I've seen people do it in California. Honestly, you don't have to cut it anymore. You don't have to water it either. So I'm yeah. about to get myself an astroturf yard and maybe make a putting green out of it as well. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, that's a lot of money. Astroturf per or like turf per square foot is is not cheap. You know what I just thought of? Um, when we were talking about farming simulator or not farming grass cutting simulator. Yeah, I'm I'm diving back into this. Uh, you know how they have with video games, like racing video games, you have like a steering wheel, and for pilot games, you have like a yoke and everything. Mm -hmm. Imagine lawn coming cutting simulator where you have like a push mower, like a a controller, or like a ZTR, like the dude. So it, we're gonna it, release this. Well, it, it's almost like the uh, back in the day, the Wii like exercise things where like you had. Um, and actually, there's one now that's like a ring. It's just a, like a hula hoop almost, and it's a controller that you use to like do workouts with and stuff. Yeah, but it's going to be lawnmower. Imagine, imagine lawnmower simulator. Like you're just holding this little bar and you're just walking. That's a walking. That's hey, it. Fitness industry. Let's go. We're going to be the next Peloton, except it's going to be uh, simulated of mowing lawns, and we're going to have an instructor. That's where. We're, that's how Peloton gets you. you. The bike is like two grand. And then, like, the uh, subscription fee is, like, $100 a month or some, like, ridiculous amount. Oh, my amount. God. Is it really that expensive? You should look it up right now, but it's pretty expensive. Like, it's not a cheap subscription if you want to be in all the classes that Peloton has to offer. So, you have to buy the bike for $2,000 or whatever it is. And then you have to, if you want all the classes, the live classes, you have to subscribe to them. By the way, fun fact, I did see a video the other day where somebody was <laughs> like, Somebody was like, um, what does it take to be the the top person in a Peloton class? And it was like, well, the first requirement is you have to not be human. Because the profile of the number one person in these Peloton classes, it was like a 65-year-old male. And they were, their resting heart rate, or the like their heart rate while they were pedaling was like, 100 beats per minute they were on 100% resistance and they were pedaling at a speed of 40 miles an hour the entire time constantly so is this actually like a fake thing like it's not a real profile like yeah essentially is what okay. they're saying is that is not humanly Lance, possible Lance to Armstrong do out here. It, it's almost like the cheaters in, on Xbox that hack the leaderboards that say oh I have these ridiculous stats somebody did yeah. that with Peloton where they're like, yeah, wow. I biked at 40 miles an hour on 100% resistance for two hours straight. Like, just absolutely ridiculous numbers. So I mean, uh, I hate that because it's just like it ruins everything. Like, You have the goal of, oh, I want to be in the top in the class or whatever. I want to be the, the in the top 10% or something like that. But then when you go and look at it, like the top 10% are just completely unobtainable. Like, it's not a, a an attainable goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna be done with this like i don't want to i don't want to do it anymore yeah it, i mean you have to 
at that point you got to kind of think of it as look i'm still getting a good workout i'm still like the best other than this person and once you realize like that person's not even real it's kind of a pride thing though if you show up as number two behind this robot that's pedaling at 40 miles an hour for two hours straight like you got to realize i'm actually number one that's not a real thing but it's something about mentally that seeing yourself in the number one spot is like let's you know I got this. I'm. I worked my ass off and I did it. But isn't it crazy how like simple that it, it uh like the Peloton is like the the new craze, right? Like it's the new big thing, the new piece of exercise equipment. You have to have a scenic view window in order to own a Peloton. I'm convinced you can't have a Peloton not with a not in front of a window. The Pel it is oh, required. Kind of like the, uh... Like Peloton, kind of like the Cialis commercials where the 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 couples in the in a bathtub t- on the beach, in a bathtub a, a, a on the beach bottom. Where is there or, a bathtub yeah, on the beach? Facing the fucking mountains. Yeah. How how realistic is this? <laughs> yes. You know so, what? I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put one of those fucking claw tubs or whatever those porcelain tubs. I'm gonna put one out on my lawn. So. Peloton actually will come out to your house and survey your home and and let you know if there is a, a appropriate window to put your Peloton in front of. <laughs> and if there isn't, you don't get one. You know what? We're going to have to blow this entire wall out and move <laughs> yeah. this house to Hawaii. But and, need, uh, <laughs> we need much more natural lighting in this room. We're going to bust out this wall. This whole thing is going to be a window and your Peloton can sit right here. And all of your neighbors can see you struggle. <laughs> see your fat ass try to ride a stationary bike. I just, I just think it's crazy because like stationary bikes were a thing, right? And essentially all they did was add a TV screen to it or a monitor and recorded some classes to go along with it and have that instructor right in front of your face. That's it, all it is. And that is a... Uh, an extremely well-off business as far as I'm concerned and as far as I know. Dude, have you seen the videos of these Peloton instructors though? Like some of them are just like extra. They are extra. I know I've seen a couple of the ones where they're like the hip hop ride or whatever. And like the instructor who's just, you know, fit and good looking and whatnot is just like getting it to like Cardi B and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, work it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're they're rapping the lyrics and stuff. It's like you are way too energetic for me. I'm sweating my balls off. I am exhausted. And you are just head banging to Drake. Like you need to calm down. Little bit Stacy over here is head banging to Justin Bieber. And I'm over here having a heart attack. Acting like I could do what she can. Yeah. I'm going to be like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go drink Budweiser and call it a day. I feel like Peloton is almost to the point of CrossFit where like if you have a Peloton or you do Peloton, everybody knows about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you you know how somebody does CrossFit. Oh, they'll tell you whatever that. Yeah. How do you know? So they're they're gonna tell you. I think Peloton's getting to that point where it's like, oh yeah, I was riding my Peloton the other day. You know, it wasn't like. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Did you say you had a Peloton? Oh, you too, huh? Cool. (laughs) Peloton? Are we talking about Peloton? But, um, there. So I wanna I wanna go back to to something real quick. So we talked about like. Young people doing old things, like what, are, what is the most old person thing you do? There is something that young people do that irritates the fuck out of me. 
And I understand why they do it, but it just irritates me. And it's like people who are polite and invite you to do things when they have no intention of actually doing that thing. Such as, give, give me an example. All right, give here's me with an, that example. Here's an example. The other weekend I was out with some friends and we were drinking and one of them asked, you know, oh, do you guys have any plans for 4th of July? I said, you know, we were like, no, nothing. And he goes, and, and she goes, oh, you guys should definitely come up north for 4th of July. You know, you guys could stay at our place and we'd have a great time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that sounds a lot of like a lot of fun. I, I'd definitely be down to do that. So I texted my buddy who was also, quote unquote, invited for the 4th of July up to their place up north. And I was like, Yo, is that actually happening or was she just like being polite and inviting us to this fake event that's never going to actually happen? And he was like, yeah, I'm really not sure either. <laughs> so neither of us know if this thing is an actual event or if it's just like, uh, hey, it would be really cool if you guys did it. We're not actually going to do it. But think about how much fun it would be if we did. Well, I think I the fact that both of you kind of got the hint of that or or had the same suspicion means that it's probably not a thing. Well, you know I'm what I mean? Yeah, but I'm thinking... I get what you're saying. I'm thinking the same thing. It's like, just say, like, at some point... I, and I know people are polite all the time, right? It's, hey, you guys should definitely come up. Like, you can stay at our place. It would be so much fun. And it's like, yeah, sure, we'll have to make that happen. And it's like, yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. It's like, it, it, And it's funny because both parties know that it's like, oh, we should do this. We should say you should do this or invite this person just to do it. And the person on the other end of it is like, oh, they're probably inviting me just to say they invited me or just to make sure. So, but so, usually they understand that neither of them wants to be together or whatever or cares to be other. And if they don't invite me, I don't give a shit on the other side of it. If they do invite me, I don't care, whatever. So I, ju I literally just thought of this. Uh, you remember it, it was one of the later seasons of The Office where uh, the company gets bought and is it, um, oh, the, oh, the woman takes over. Uh, what's her? Yeah. Is it, I want to say Joan. I don't think it's, uh, excuse me. I don't think that's her name. I'll look um, it up anyway. It, or is it Joe? It's just, it might be just Joe. Uh, I think you might be right there. It might just be Joe. But regardless, she's like, well, Michael, you're welcome anytime. And Michael buys a plane ticket to Florida for like whatever holiday. He's like, I'm coming to stay with you. And she's like, oh, Michael. Oh, I <laughs> like, can't believe you actually did this. Yeah, it, that, that's how I feel people act. It's like, oh, you're welcome. And it's like, hey, you are welcome, but with some planning and with a heads up and, you know, with all of these right situations in order for you to come up. It's not a actual invite. So... It, it irritates me that people do that because literally this weekend I was like, oh, I got asked to do something with, with some of my roommates. He was like, hey, maybe we could go on a float trip. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not sure, though, if I'm going up north for the 4th of July or if I'm going to stay here and I, I'd absolutely go on that float trip. So it's actually fucking up my plans because now I have to figure out, is this an actual invite and am I going up north because you mentioned it or am I going to stay here and go on this float trip thing? So that's, that's one of the things that, that irritates me. However, there, it was kind of, um, I was watching a, a Netflix comedian the other, um, oh, I guess it was a, a little while ago, but his name is Ryan Hamilton. 
By the way, this dude, if you look up a picture of him, looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Literally take a ventriloquist dummy and just make him a person. And that's this guy. He's kind of a creepy looking dude. Actually, very funny comedy routine. Um, but he, he talks about how he doesn't drink or do drugs or anything like that. He doesn't smoke. And he goes, the, the, my friends have start, stopped hanging out with me because. Oh, dear God. Yeah. You see. Oh, you, God. He's he's oh a, God. He's kind of a creepy looking dude. Oh, he's extremely creepy. I he looks like, like he looks like a oh, ventriloquist dummy. Dude, the fucking the picture that they put out there on like it says Netflix. Ryan 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 Hamilton happy face. Yeah, is the worst of them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. This dude. Funny if you if you oh, decide no. to watch his comedy routine, it's actually in my opinion, it's actually very funny. But um. He does make fun of himself. He's self-deprecating throughout the the whole thing. You he, have to be when you're a comedian. You but, you got to get to those jokes before the other people do. Well, yes, and he does look like a ventriloquist. Am I wrong? He looks like a ventriloquist no. dummy. Yeah, he absolutely does. He, I mean, the the big ventriloquist that I know is uh, what's the guy that does Peanut? Uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, man, he's fucking solid. Right, but no, like he the looks tri- like he would be one of Jeff Dunham's characters no not even that like when ventriloquism first started like the very first ventriloquist dummy ever made that was like the person in the tuxedo like it was the little dude in the tuxedo the classic ventriloquist dummy that's this guy but regardless he talks about not doing drugs not drinking all that stuff and he goes my friends have stopped wanting to hang around me because when i'm sober and they're all hammered they just tell me all their stuff and they don't feel comfortable telling me all these things when i'm not also drunk and he goes, well, have you ever thought about how your drunkenness affects my life? He goes, one thing that I've become when I'm uh, being sober around all these drunk people is I'm a great listener. I listen to everybody because they tell me all of these different things. And you know what happens when I'm a great listener to drunk people? That's how you end up for a picnic for two people in Central Park by yourself when nobody else shows up at 2 p.m. I just totally realized. I've totally heard this skit. Yeah, I've so heard he, this. Yeah, he, does, he does a bit where I didn't he realize sh- it was him, but yeah, he he shows up to the park by himself for a picnic for two, <laughs> and the other person who was hammered doesn't ever show oh, up. You don't re- you don't remember that you agreed to this? Okay, well, fuck you. I'm embarrassed, and now I'm gonna eat my sandwiches in the park by myself. So that's how I feel with people being polite. It's like, oh, you want me to come up for the 4th of July? I'll absolutely come up there. But then when I show up, they're like, hey, what are you doing here? It's almost like you create more more uh, awkward situations than it's worth, right? Yeah. It, like it's, you, you make it worse. I just, I wish people were, like, you don't have to be brutally honest, but you also don't have to, like, lie to me and say, hey, I would love for you to come up for the 4th of July. And again, this isn't just a, it, I'm just using that because it's the most recent example that I have. But there are other instances where people invite you to things or or say they want to do something. Hell, one of my buddies and I were planning a trip, um, wanted to plan a trip somewhere. And we're like, yeah, let's totally do that. And then we never did it. It was like, it was supposed to be back in April where we were going to go do something. And then it just never happened, and we never talked yeah. about it again. So, oh hey, we should we should get together and uh, yeah, get our family, get our kids together to play. And then no, I'm good. No, you're full. Start responding with that. No, I'm good. You're absolutely no, we're, we're, full we're, of shit. We're good. Exactly. Let's, let's let's not. I'm just gonna go home and 
get drunk on Budweiser, you know? <laughs> so, anyways, speaking of getting drunk, um, one of the things, uh, so up in Michigan, um, you know, weed is legal and, and we got a lot of, a lot of weed up here. 420! Was that, was that necessary? I mean, it, it might've been. I'm just trying to, uh, bring our, our, our fellow, uh, weed smokers, whatever, just make, trying to make them feel comfortable and, uh, welcome to our podcast. Well, welcome weed smokers. I'm glad that Warner. It's, it's not me, but it's, it's uh, some yeah. people. Okay. It's, well, it's, it's not me. That's what I said. Okay. Interesting spinoff on the, the, on, on our podcast. Uh, we, not we, I'm not doing it. Smoke six bowls in sixty minutes. Six bowls in six. Yeah, that would be horrible, absolutely Dude. horrible. There's got to be a weed podcast out there. Well, I guess Joe no, Rogan they smoke weed. Well, they smoke it, weed, right? but it's not weed centric. But regardless, yeah. um, anyway. So one of the stereotypes with weed, right, is you get the munchies. You smoke a lot of weed. You get hungry and you want to eat a bunch of stuff. Why does the the drunk munchies not get enough respect? Like, am I the only one here? Like, for example, in college, I would get hammered on a Friday night and I would get super hungry and I'd order a large Papa John's pizza by myself and I would eat the whole thing by myself. Like, I would get so hungry after a night of drinking. Am I the only one that gets, like, absolutely famished from a night of drinking? Like, I granted, I've only, like, smoked weed, I think, three times in my my whole life and I've never had the munchies. But whenever I drink heavily, I get stupid hungry. And I, think, I don't feel uh, like I, that gets enough respect. I think the, the thing that... The, the reason why is just because you've already drank all of that beer. You've added all of those calories into your stomach, basically, from all of the beer, the alcohol, and everything. That's a lot. And... Uh, I don't know if the drunchies is a thing in everybody. Um, I mean, there are times where I'm hungry when I and I'll fucking you know fill my face with food uh, whenever I'm drunk. But there's times when I don't if I'm like really, really, really full and have drank too much. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I guess but the thing, I just don't feel like it gets enough notice. It, it there's like again, it's definitely the, a thing. There, there's like definitely. It, I'm sure following, if you will. So if you, if you were to go on a government website and it was like side effects of smoking weed, I'm sure hunger would almost be listed on that, but not alcohol. Like severe hunger is not going to be listed on the side effects of drinking, but it well, might you remember be. On... The, remember the thing you ta- uh, brought up where uh, in a medical or a, a pharmaceutical study or whatever, if there were any, uh, Side, side effects. effects, whatever they had to be listed, no matter how fucking stupid they were. You're talking about if if you're drunk, oh, the drunchies aren't a thing. Like, it's not a commonly listed thing. Well, that's what I'm asking is, is, is that something that is common for people or is it just my fat ass that gets hungry after a night of drinking? I, I will say I, I won't leave you out there. I've definitely had those days where, or sorry, nights. I don't get drunk during the days. Bullshit. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Not at work. I'm just kidding. No, I don't do that at all. Um, 
there's definitely times where I, you know, will want to indulge in some food after I've had some drinks, whatnot. But I don't know. It's just not a, 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 as commonly occurring as it the munchies are. Dude, I, I get I get crazy hungry. So uh, I don't know. I just think like it's one of those things that I th- might be more common than what I think people realize. And, and I just don't understand why it doesn't get the respect and the notoriety that it deserves. Do you have a, a, a favorite drunchy or munchy food that you go for? A favorite? I mean, I think it's pizza, hard, it's hard to narrow it down. Pizza is a classic one. Yeah, I think pizza's a, a classic staple drunk food, and like I said, back in college, and this might have uh, attributed to my weight gain in college, I would get hammered and then order a large pizza and eat it all by myself. So I think probably pizza is is the go to thing for me. I've had I've had some pretty fire nachos in my day. Just throwing it out there that. And that that's like the perfect meal because you're just like, you just eat it with your hands and you hope nobody's around to watch you eat it because it's kind of embarrassing because you're just kind of shoving it in your mouth. Whatever, you're just you know. raking it in the old pie hole there. Right. It, it's like the perfect meal because you just kind of, blah, 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 blah. you put your head down, you're drunk, whatever. You put your head down and it's like, just shovel it in. Um. But you know what's really sad is whenever you put a chip in, if you're eating nachos, it's, say you, you have some leftover Qdoba or Chipotle or something like that, right? And you're eating it with chips, and then the chip breaks. Yep. And you know, what, you know what you do at that point? Here, Here's a question for you real you, quick. Just, go ahead. You, you mentioned like uh, the chip breaking, which makes me yeah. think that you're a scooper. Are you a dipper or are you a scooper? I didn't realize there was a such thing as a. Di- what are we talking about? Are we dipping in like, like, like you, nachos? You, or are we dipping in salsa? It, it doesn't matter. Like, well, you don't dip it in nachos. I'm talking about like if you had queso or you had salsa, something liquid that you're dipping your chips in. Do you scoop and like get like a, a bowl, big, or do you like drip it in like a ladle? Yeah, or or do you saying? or do you just dip it in right? Because no, some, no, no, no. I'm a scooper. I, I scoop and I get scoop. I get a full load of topping on that chip. So, yes, I can fully relate to the breaking of the chip because I scoop. I don't just dip and just, like, coat the chip. I get a good amount on there. So, okay, this does make a lot more sense, what you're saying, because when I used to eat salsa, you know, salsa is kind of, it's basically watery with, like, chunks of tomato and pepper and whatever in it, right? Yeah. And what I used to do when I didn't like tomatoes and peppers and like that, like, whatnot is what you were describing as dipping the chip in to get basically the flavoring on it and then eating it. I used to do the same thing. Basically just get the, none of the chunk, just the, the liquid. Uh, no, now I am fully in on the scooping. It, the salsa the worst, goes, the salsa goes quicker when you scoop. I've noticed that I run out of salsa absolutely. very quickly because I am scooping that salsa. Absolutely. So, the, the, the issue is when you go to scoop and then you fucking break the chip and you know what you do at that point? You have to send in the rescue chip. Absolutely. No the man left chip. behind. No, no, we don't. You can't leave that guy in there just sitting there. So you send in the rescue chip and the rescue chip breaks. And now what do you do? You just cry. No. Because there's nothing. There's not you a chip You send another one. That's good enough. 
You, no, say, well, you, you, say, you keep, keep sending men. <laughs> you keep sending soldiers until we bring that original soldier home. Next thing you no know, no man left behind. You've got an entire bowl of chips in your in your salsa or nachos. At that point, then it just becomes nachos, and I'm just eating That's with a fork. <laughs> I guess when I was calling it nachos earlier, uh, I I usually get like if I go to Chipotle or if I go to Kidoba, I'll get a burrito bowl and then I'll dip chips in it. Like that, I I do like that. I do um, get I get a bowl with a side of chips, and it's like uh, yeah, deconstructed nachos essentially. Yeah, it, it's nice because you could eat it two ways. You could eat it with a fork if you just want to get to the main portion, or if you want to kind of like slowly enjoy it, you eat it with the chips. Right? Well, the the reason I do the the bowl with the side of chips is because I feel like I get more toppings. I feel like I would agree because no, it, no, if you just. Put it on the nacho. First of all, not all of the chips get coated in everything. Yeah, which sucks. There are a lot. The, the chips the on the bottom are just just chips. There's no toppings. The meal, on the meal it. starts out very good, and then by the bottom, it's like, oh, this I'm, sucks. It's just chips. Yeah, there's there's no toppings. So I, I do get the side of chips so that I can dip and get the full topping on on all of my chips. Well, and, and to add that, add to it as well. Uh, if you get a burrito bowl, um, they're not worried about wrapping the burrito, burrito, so they're not trying to put as uh, like limit the ingredients in it, so that they make sure they can wrap it neatly. So they'll actually add in more food, right? Like they'll they don't worry about oh we oh shit we added too much of this or too added too much of that or whatever, and now I can't wrap the burrito. If you're making a bowl, you just load that shit in there. You're good to go. Anyway, but my whole point is, why are there no good chips out there? Why are why is there not a perfectly designed chip for scooping? Yeah, Tostitos has the scoops, but it sucks. It's not well done. Like they they still break. I mean, I take the like um oh. Why can I not think of the brand? I can, I can see the bag. It's like an orangish red bag, black like logo on it. I don't think it's old El Paso. Uh, uh, I'm not, I don't is know. It I don't know. Anyways, w- there is a brand out there that there's a brand out there that makes a thicker like corn tortilla chip, and I I really you think you don't have to make it thicker. What what do you mean you don't have to make it thicker? Like you don't have to make you're it thicker. A, you're a you're a fucking use, engineer. You should know you this. Use, like the if you use math, no, if you use math. What math are I, you using for this corn chip? Okay. Um so I th- but believe in calculus three, we have these things called like saddles. Right? I I'm yeah, lucky to I'm, have I'm, made I'm, it past I'm, calculus one. What do you mean? I'm I'm somewhat smart. Okay, I'm somewhat what smart. Go so ahead he, for the nerds. What's a saddle? Uh, so I remember in in calculus three we had like uh saddles, which are these like basically a three D. It's a three D graph. Usually when you look at a graph, you have x y, um, and you just have a y axis and an x axis, but you add in the z axis. But we had these things which literally looked like saddles, like you would put on a horse, the equivalent of that. Kind of like the, the same look as a uh, a Pringle chip. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah. Think about a Pringle chip. A Pringle chip is actually pretty strong uh, given how thin it is. 
But I want to take it, think about a, a, a regular taco shell by itself is almost like this. the equivalent of it. it is kind of a saddle as well. Take the same thing, but don't make it as long. Take a taco shell, but not as long. And you've got the perfect scooper. It's strong. It's in there. It, my point is there is a perfect design out there for a really, really strong tortilla tortilla chip. And I think we have not seen it yet. And I am leaving this podcast and I'm going to design it right now. Okay. Well, you go do that. You let me know how the oil uh, feels about your designed chip as you dip that. Uh, by the way, you understand that a tortilla chip is literally just a tortilla that they deep fry to make it hard. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Good luck uh, getting your exact shape in that oil. But regardless, we can talk about tortilla chips another time, Nick, because it is that time of the night. What time of the night is it? Let's go! Let's go! This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little something different. And this week we do have a brand new game. I've been workshopping this game for a while, but I couldn't figure out the topic that I wanted to do for this game. But I found it and I like it. And it is called Shakespeare or Tupac. Okay. Uh, Am I going to guess if the picture is Tupac or Shakespeare? Because I think that would be pretty easy. (laughs) I've already broken this game. (laughs) No, it is not pictures of Shakespeare and Tupac. It is quotes from Shakespeare or Tupac. So I am going to read... Uh, There are 13 of them, 13 different quotes, and they could either be from William Shakespeare or they could be from Tupac Shakur. I think I said that right. Did I pronounce that weird, Shakur? Uh, It sounded good to me, Bob. Okay. So uh, it it is either William Shakespeare or Tupac. And so I'm going to be asking Nick these quotes and and see what uh, he thinks. Now, I will say I took this test prior to, to us doing this. There are 13 of them. I got six of them right. And I don't... Okay, you're not giving me strong, like, hope here. I don't pretend to be a Tupac expert on his lyrics, but we'll see how Nick does. So, Nick, are you ready to play uh, Shakespeare or Tupac? I guess so. All righty. Here is the first quote. If you can make it through the night, there is a brighter day. Okay, that was not as long as I thought it was going to be. No, these these are pretty short. Oh, well, that makes it a lot more difficult. Um, Let's go Tupac. That was good. Yeah, it is Tupac. If you can make it through the night, there is a brighter day. That is by Tupac, and he said this in his song, Dear Mama. Hmm. Dear All Mom. Right. All right. I'm drinking Budweiser. I got that one wrong, actually. Are you uh, you ready for the next one? Go for it. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Okay, that one I know for sure is Shakespeare. That is Shakespeare. That is Shakespeare. I got that one correct as well. He wrote this in Act 2, Scene 5 of Twelfth, T-W-E-L-F-T-H, Night. 
I learned how to okay. spell 12. Oh, to- <laughs> yeah, you got the F in there. That's good. So, uh, See, we're learning. We're all about the developing the, uh, the skills that you need to uh, spell in the real world. Absolutely. So that one is Shakespeare. All right, next one. We know what we are, but know not what we may be. Ooh, that sounds like Shakespeare to me. That is Shakespeare. That is Shakespeare. You're, you've, you've done very well with this. Uh, three for three. So this is Act 4, Scene 5 of Hamlet. So can you read that again? We know we know what we are, but know not what we may be. It's the but, but know not is, I think, like the way that's kind of structured just sounded weird to me and well, sounded very old. But anyway. That's fine, I'm, I'm but sure I, I'm, I, I'm telling my, you, in my, you're in not going to get all that makes sense. You're, I, I can see the logic there. You're not going to get yeah. all these right. I, 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 I would be very, very, very surprised if you got all these right. But here's the next one. Are you ready? I exist in the depths of solitude, pondering my true goal. <clears throat> uh, so my intuition or my, uh, uh, yeah. It is to go Tupac here because I've gone Tupac, uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare. So I have to go Tupac again and make it a Shakespeare sandwich. It is, it is Tupac. It is Let's Tupac. I exist in the depths of solitude, pondering my true goal. And this was written in his poem of In the Depths of Solitude. So there's a poem inside of the song? I don't know if it was a song. I think it just says Tupac wrote mm. this in his poem. So okay. I don't... Well, I thought these are Tupac songs. They're well, definitely not Tupac tweets. I'd be very suspect of that. Okay. Well, are you? I I don't know how to respond. It's just. Do you uh, think he's still alive? Do you think he's still alive? I I think there's a chance. Okay. The the chance, although maybe slim, is never zero. Unless, ah, uh, <laughs> unless he truly is was, dead. <laughs> unless, that was very good. Unless he is dead. Shakespeare okay. is not alive, though. That's for sure. Oh, do we know that for sure? All right, here we go. Next one. If music be the food of love, play on. Okay. Oh, my 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 initial thing is to say Tupac. I'm going to stick to my gut. It's bad to change, so I'm going to say Tupac. Ah, you missed one. Oh, no. <laughs> that, is, that is Shakespeare. If music be the food of love, play on. That one sounds straight up like it should be Tupac. I, I would yeah. agree. I yeah. missed miss that one. That one should be Tupac. But it is from uh, Shakespeare. Act one, scene one of Twelfth Night. All right, next one. Cowards die many times before their deaths. Oh, uh, Tupac. Wrong. That one is Shakespeare. Oh, no. We had such a streak. We had <laughs> four for six now. Cowards die many times before their deaths. That is Shakespeare from uh, Julius Caesar. That one's from just Julius Caesar. Just so you Caesar. know, my whole goal right now is just get uh, at least seven. More than me? Well, yeah. Good luck. Uh, fear is stronger than love. Ooh, God! I I think I've I, I've definitely heard that before. Uh, I shouldn't switch it up, so I'm gonna go Tupac. That is Tupac. Okay. 
Uh, that one's from Fickle Minds. Minds spelled with a dollar sign at the end. So uh, Sick. Fear is stronger than love. Next one. Love is too young to know what... Oh. Uh, oh. I, I need to Google We don't it. know what that word is. <laughs> I need to... <laughs> look I, on your face right now. I need to Google this word. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, you did uh, get the name of the uh, boss from The Office, correct? It was Joe. Joe, I think Joe Bennett. Joe Bennett, yeah. Ah, correct. there it is. Okay. Um, I hate the English, English language. It's conscience, but do you know how to spell conscience? Yeah, it's 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 C O or fuck, I don't even want to spell it because it's con C O N con science. It's con science. It's con science. I I feel like an absolute fucking moron right now. Um, (laughs) It's it's conscience. So okay, I'm gonna read this again. Love is. I couldn't read last week, so I don't feel or or, sorry, I do feel for you. I couldn't read at all. Con science. The English language is so dumb. Love is too young to know what conscience is. Um, that's gotta be that, that's very Shakespearean. It is Shakespeare. Uh, that is just uh, talking about love. So I feel like I don't know. That is Sonnet One Fifty One from Shakespeare. That's my favorite. All right, how many more we got? We got one. I that that's two six right there. Three, four, five. Okay, we got five more. Crap. All okay, right, let's let's uh, oh, where am I at? Um. I got to go back. Okay. Rapid fire these. Uh, you cannot escape fate. Just as you rose, you shall fall by my hands. Uh, Tupac, for sure. All in. How is that Tupac for sure? I that, don't know. It just sounds like. It's that right. sounds like something from Julius Caesar or, or, I or had a Hamlet. Or, is it right or wrong? Yes, it's Tupac. Uh, so you cannot escape seven. fate. You cannot escape fate. Just as you rose, you shall fall by my hands. That's by Tupac from Words of Wisdom. That it's is a the, song. The, just as you rose, you should fa- uh, fall from my hand or whatever. You know, it just sounds very aggressive, and it's like he's trying to go after somebody. That's why. <sighs> whatever. Okay, here we go. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Mm, I'm going to go Tupac again because stuff. Shakespeare. Very informal. Shakespeare. Really? That one's Shakespeare. That's from Julius Caesar. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Act three, scene two, if you want to look it up. You but know that's what? From... If he's going to use stuff, I'm going to use stuff from here on out. Yeah, It'd well... be very ambiguous. All right. Uh, next one. Everybody's at war with different things. I'm at war with my own heart sometimes. Mm. Uh, that's going to be Tupac. That is from Tupac, and that's from an interview with Vibe magazine in 1996. So everybody's at war with different things. I'm at war with my own heart sometimes. Next one. A coward dies a thousand times. A soldier dies but once. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, Shakespeare. Tupac. Damn it. Tupac. A coward dies a thousand times, a soldier dies but once. That is from his song, If I Die Tonight, Tonight spelled with a number two, and then N-I-T-E. So, some profound words by Tupac. Proper English right there. Um, We must remember that tomorrow comes after the dark. 
let's go Shakespeare. That is also Tupac. Oh, man, we're on a losing streak. We must remember that Tomorrow Comes After the Dark from his song, Unconditional Love. How many more do we have? Oh, that was it. Oh, that was it? That was I definitely it. beat you. I beat you, though. Uh, did you? I'm not. I you don't... didn't keep track of the score? No. How did you not keep track of the score? I think I, I know. I don't think you did. Once I, I, once think I, did. I, no, I definitely did. I don't think Once you I me. hit seven, once I hit seven, then I just started kind of like randomly going at it, not thinking into it. That's my justification. I don't think you beat me. I, I, there's no official score tally. You didn't keep score. I didn't keep score. So I think I won. This is all recorded. This is all recorded. We could look back at it. No, we can't. Look back at it. Look, look back at it. I have full editing power over this episode. <laughs> I don't like what you're doing in the camera. Stop it. Look back at it. You don't have a shirt on. You're twerking in the camera. This has gotten way out of hand, and we need to end this shit now. So, from all of us here at The Last Call Podcast, we thank you for listening on this Friday, and we hope that you have a great fucking Friday. Shut it down. Want to take me home?